0: Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. Digital supply chains are providing consumers with various products in fast delivery, To ensure supply chains are streamlined and optimized, companies must continuously keep up-to-date with new and innovative practices and technologies. But what does that look like? Automation, robotics, and other emerging technologies are not only improving supply chain performance, but they're also improving supply chain jobs. Joining me today to discuss these exciting developments are Jim Lawton, Vice President and General Manager of Robotics Automation at Zebra, Scott Somerville, CEO of Mitsubishi Electric Automation, and Crystal Parrott, the CEO of Plus One Robotics. So we're here to talk about future supply chains. Jim, can you tell me what that looks like as more and more technologies are being adopted?
1: every day supply chains are trying to figure out how can i deliver on my customers expectations as consumers we've all been trained now to order things online to expect things to happen really quickly it used to be that if i ordered something if it came in a couple of weeks that was fine and then a couple of days that was fine and then a couple of hours and that was fine and now people are looking for it right away and so to accomplish that you need to drive improvements and flexibility, agility into the supply chain and, and technology is a is a great way to do that. So Zebra's been focused on all kinds of technology, whether it be scanners that you can wear on your wrist, or heads-up display that you can have on your head, or robots that navigate around warehouses and manufacturing floors. All that technology is designed to streamline the processing of orders through warehouses and through manufacturing operations in order to be able to deliver on these new expectations that we as consumers have put on a lot of the supply chain providers of the world.
0: So as more and more facilities implement these technologies, we're starting to see drastically improved performance and speed. Scott, what is the role of AI in all this?
2: So we have implemented artificial intelligence in our products and technology. Companies that use our technology in ASRS systems or conveyor systems or whatever material handling technology, we can, we can get that data from those devices for you know, predictive maintenance activities or just optimizing production or optimizing material handling. The system does have the capability, the software has the capability to learn and to improve over time.
0: I can definitely see what type of machine learning can benefit the entire supply chain for the better. But it doesn't end there. We're beginning to see expanded applications for AI. Isn't that right, Crystal?
3: Some of the latest trends are, you see, more and more with the mobile autonomy and AI in general. Everybody's talking about AI, 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 and the digitalization and digital twins and mobility and robots, and really, One that you see is that there are a lot of new tools and a lot of new development and research and capabilities in each of those technology spectrums that are actually making it cost-effective to implement where it can be sustainable.
0: Where is something like AI best utilized?
3: AI is very, very good in the areas of IT and being able to detect patterns. So you're actually bringing that down into some of the applications but you still have to teach it what to do. And you need to look at how it can be applied. So AI is moving more from the information technology sector into the actual process sector for picking and packing, handling, autonomous mobile pattern recognition, all of those features. And really what we see is that As we start to implement just pieces of it into the technology profiles, you can actually take some baby steps versus taking just the big leap. And I think more and more companies that we're seeing are starting to go that way. It's cheaper to use and the processing speeds are at such that you can keep track and pace of the rates that the throughput is being driven. That's a great point. Earlier you
0: said these technologies are being adopted in more companies. Is there a particular area where automation positively impacts supply chain jobs? Scott, how about you take this one?
2: We see this happening in our own world. Customers want to automate. They want to put in robotics and other automation-related technologies. And they're doing that because of a tight labor market. They can't find people to do highly repetitive work that's kind of drudgery. So they're employing automation. The problem becomes, That automation is not just going to implement itself and exist on its own without maintenance, without troubleshooting, et cetera. So it kind of transfers the labor issue to a different kind of individual, one that's probably upskilled, that needs to provide a higher level of skill when it comes to maintaining, operating, and so on.
0: So it seems like warehouse and distribution center jobs are becoming more and more tech forward as these solutions are implemented. Jim, are you seeing a similar trend?
1: We are seeing more people that are managing technology. They're managing robots. They may be doing work themselves, but they're also interacting with technology. And so what we have done as industry providers in the automation space and the robotics space is design the use of the technology to match well with a lot of the capabilities that people have and a lot of the interests that they have. And so you'll see a lot of touch screens, things that look a lot like interacting with an iPad, for example. The heads-up display allows you to visually be able to see something and operate on an action. Those kinds of technologies allow people to be able to embrace the technology that's now in the modern warehouses and modern supply chains. And so seeing people that have that kind of background is really important.
0: So in a big way, these technologies are really changing and improving jobs in the space. As the industry continues implementing tech such as robotics, what are some additional ways something like AI is helping facilities improve performance?
3: We're using our AI profiles to be able to better identify where and what and how to pick. And with that, when we combine it with a special gripper and you know, other components and robots, we're able to provide a full solution that can actually induct and handle parcels. So we're using it for parcel identification. Okay, what is it about AI
0: in general that excites you the most as it's becoming
3: more prevalent? The thing that excites me the most is that it's really becoming useful in ever-changing, dynamic environments. And so what's happening is you're seeing that the AI is strong enough in identification of parcel handling and in the identification of how to pick and pack. The challenge now doesn't focus on the AI anymore. It's about the handling technology. So while AI had to catch up at some point, it doesn't have to in some cases it's still always gonna be an opportunity to improve because there are so many things in the industry and in logistics, just the sheer number of SKUs, profiles, types of packages, um, quality of packages. I think what you're gonna see is a transition of, yes, not only can it identify how to pick and place specific items, but it's going to be able to detect when things may be damaged, when things may be open, how to handle different things and flag that differently. And I don't think until you get into operational and performance environments where you have enough understanding of how AI will really be able to take that next quantum leap.
0: Jim, while you're trying to keep up with demand for such a change in the industry, how do you pick and choose what does or doesn't become digitalized? How do you decide to automate one thing over another?
1: It's funny, because when people want to automate, the first thing they think about is, what's the hardest thing that we do here? And let's automate that. And in a lot of cases, those are the harder things to automate, and they do have greater risk. But if you walk around any logistics operation, if you walk around any manufacturing operation, you're gonna see people doing things that are dull, that are boring, that in some cases are dangerous, but they're oftentimes simple tasks. They may be things like moving something from one conveyor to another. They may be somebody pushing a cart around a facility. And so when I go into an operation, one of the first things I look at is who's smiling. I mean, who's really enjoying what they do versus who might not. And so in many cases, people will come to us and say, I'd like to deploy automation in this task or in this workflow. And then a lot of times we tell them, that's a great thing to automate, but maybe we save that one for a little later. And let's start over here, where you can get more success more quickly. And If you have a person doing one task, and if you have a person doing the other, being able to leverage that person who was doing the dull task or the dangerous task, and now they can take on something that creates more value, that's ultimately a big win for the customer. And so we do find a lot of cases where people are initially driven to the complex, and we try to steer them, and ultimately they're much happier and successful going toward the simpler tasks.
0: Impressive. Earlier, we had discussed the importance of creating comfortability between an employee with robotics and other technological advancements. Is there more to it than just having these two sides of the coin work together? How do robotics make work easier and even safer for supply chain workers?
1: So collaborative robots have really been hugely impactful in terms of allowing them to work in environments side by side with people. So the classic definition of a collaborative robot versus a traditional robot is they're safe to be around. And so you and I can be working right next to a robot um, and we can do tasks together rather than having that robot behind a laser curtain, a light curtain or behind a fence, or behind some form of guarding. And so those tasks that require people and robots to be working together are really those that are um, uh, good matches for collaborative robots.
0: Such a great discussion on the many applications and implications for these technologies. Thank you, Jim, Scott, and Crystal for joining me to talk about these exciting tech developments. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.